ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and my guest, this week is Eliza with a Z, Liza Rogers, the founder of REN, which we'll talk about and she will explain. And uh, Liza is a serial entrepreneur, a world traveler, and a dreamer who lives now in Victoria, BC. Welcome to the show, Liza. Thanks, Janice. It's great to be here on this uh, lovely day. Oh, seriously, it's pouring with rain here. What's it doing in sunny Victoria like they tell us normally? It's supposed to be sunny. They've been promising sun for about a week now, but we're, we're yet to see it. Well, and, and uh, as we have this conversation, it is the beginning of February. So it's usually pretty dull and dark and rainy around our parts anyway. So we just lighten it up with, with fun conversation. and. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing that I wanted to start with um, is what actually I saw on uh, on your uh, website. And it's what really drew me when I first was introduced to you is that you are a connector, a collaborator and a consultant. And I know that as women, we tend to work more um, through collaboration than, you know, standing alone and and. Um, and having to be the, you know, the kingpin only. Um, but tell me what that means for you, collaboration, because I love that. I love being able to collaborate, especially with other women. So talk to me about that. Absolutely, Janice. So yeah, so I think part of it stems from me um, having grown up with a with a family who moved a lot and always being the new kid on the block. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you've got to be able to kind of be out there and, and uh, be introducing yourself and getting to know people. And, and that just at an early age kind of built my confidence to, to be the first person in the room to say hello, right? Like you're standing in that networking event or that New Year's Eve party and you see other people talking and you see someone awkward and it's like, go be the first person to say hi. Uh, and so that was ingrained at, a, at an early age. I think it also helped working in my mom's hairdressing shop when I was 11 years old and working with her customers and, and just realizing how... And, you know, we we're talking on, a, on a, a podcast about relationships, how important kindness is and how important just reaching out to people, you know, I mean, as we go through this COVID and this crazy time we're in, we have to keep coming back to that, you know, it's kindness and it's reaching out that makes the world go round. And so somewhere that's just been embedded in me. Uh, and so collaboration and, and connection goes along with that. And women love to collaborate. And I think being from a very small family meant that I needed to collaborate. I needed to, to reach out to people and find great people to partner with. Uh, and of course, with the lifestyle that I've chosen and the work that I've done, um, it all works really well with collaboration. I couldn't do any of what I'm doing on my own. It would be impossible. Right. That's so cool. You reminded me actually that when I was young and we moved 
here from Canada or from um, to Canada from England, um, that that's something that I had to do too. I always had to, we were moving each time my father bettered himself business-wise, we were always moving. And so I had to make new friends all the time. And I think, I don't know if that makes you outgoing, but you know, I think it was just easier for people who are outgoing and then that becomes part of who you are. So I, I, re I resonate with that really, really. Exactly. Yes. Um, and same, you know, it was, I moved from England as well. And it was okay. every time my mom went to better herself, you know, as a single mom, every time she wow. was able to get us into a better place, we moved. And so same, same story. We've got oh, so wow. much in common. So where in England are you from? Birmingham. Oh, and I'm from up north in Manchester. <laughs> so we've been watching all this Brit box stuff. Mm. And mm -hmm. every time I see it, I think, oh, that looks like Blackpool or that looks like it's so funny. Anyway, I digress. So something that I read about you, you and your um, your life that I love and is that you I know that you have always been entrepreneurial. I know that you were in the tourism industry for a long time and you traveled around the globe on ships, planes, trains and automobiles. Love that. And um, had your ups and downs along the way. I think you worked for the Olympics twice yes mm -hmm. um, where was that happening so I worked at the Olympics in Sydney Australia which was absolutely amazing and the crazy part about working for the Olympics in Australia is I ended up uh, at the opening and closing ceremonies in Australia and 10 years later I worked at the Vancouver Olympics for the ceremonies team for the same producer who produced the Australian open and closing ceremonies. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Small world. Sure. Small world. You just never know where you're going to be 10 years from now. Right. Just crazy. So, so one of the things that, um, that I think about when I think of people that like you who have been able to travel and, and have that freedom to, um, to learn in other countries, to immerse yourself in other cultures, um i don't know if i could have done that i tend to be that you know want my things my comfort things around me so when you go to these other places and of course being on um on cruise ships and things too because i think you did that right mm -hmm. um then uh do you I don't know, does it take a certain kind of person that doesn't have to, I mean, maybe you have your favorite little things that you have with you all the time, but it's not the same as what I'm saying. It's really interesting how many unique and diverse people, because um, it's not everybody who works on cruise ships and, and trains, planes and automobiles is an extrovert. There are a lot of, I mean, gosh, I dated a gentleman who was an extreme introvert for uh, almost a year when I was on cruise ships and it's like, man, oh man, you're so quiet and shy. How do you, how do you make this work? So yeah, you, you, you take some little things along with you. You know, I always used to take a, a an actual little photo album mm -hmm. with pictures of, you know, my mom and my sister and fun times. And, and as you're getting to know people, you're sharing your story, but it's really amazing how well you can do with less stuff. And I say that as I've just moved again, <laughs> and I ended up having to move two houses worth of stuff. One wasn't mine, but it was we kind of uh, we had a tenant who kind of left uh, without notice and left all of their stuff. And it happened to be the week before we were moving into a new um, partnership house that we've got. And I happened to be, be the one who's living in it. But, you know, two truckloads of stuff and we're still figuring out what to do with all this. So 
I don't get attached to stuff. I, I mean, I have a few things like my my whale painting that I bought in Alaska that kind of gets packed up and travels with me when I'm moving into a new home. But if I'm going somewhere like, you know, on the cruise ships, I mean, my my cabin was, I don't know, 200 square meters. Is that was it even that big? Yeah. I had my speakers. I had my my music. I had my photo album. I think I took one of my like little teddy bears with me and my journal and and that like and some clothes and it's really amazing how we get so distracted by our stuff when you don't have it to think about oh my gosh the freedom that you have the mental clarity when you're not managing stuff is unbelievable um and it's always kind of been like this little side passion of mine is to help people purge because uh we carry we carry the burden of this stuff with us you know physically carrying it and mentally keeping track of it all. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I, yeah, so, for sure. And I've become worse as I've gotten older, actually. <laughs> so I, I get it because I used take to take a picture. <laughs> oh, okay, good idea. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, I know you've had a lot of interesting careers. And uh, now, I think um, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you are a founder of REN, and that is W-R-E-N. Talk to me about that, because I know that's your current venture, and I find it really interesting. So go ahead. Absolutely, Janice. So REN is the Women's Real Estate Network, uh, and I started it after I started learning that, you know, having this personality uh, where I'm the connector and the collaborator and realizing that my travel and tourism and event work isn't going to set me up for the best retirement, I found real estate. And I'm the type of person that as I learn something really new and exciting, I immediately want to go into sharing it. So, you know, I went into sharing, teaching, facilitating, coaching, helping other people get involved in real estate. And it, it, it just kind of started by fluke. When I returned from Australia and came to Victoria, I was new to Victoria, didn't know very many people, joined the chamber, joined a number of different groups. And that was when I really started uh, learning about real estate. But I had learned my big real estate pieces um, from mostly from Vancouver and then got over to Victoria. And there were so many people who weren't talking about real estate. And I'm like, you have no idea what kind of opportunities you're missing out on because Victoria is not on the map yet and oh my gosh that was in 20 late 2015 by the middle of 2016 we were on the map and we've just been taking up more space per se on the real estate map ever since and so much so now you know people are looking beyond victoria like up island uh on vancouver island because victoria you're getting priced out of so i started ren the women's real estate network really to help women in particular get involved in real estate. And because women like collaboration and because we're, you know, we're good connectors and we're nurturers and we, we want to provide some kind of um, uh, situation for the community that makes it better. Uh, it, it was just a natural thing and it's just been growing and growing and growing. <laughs> we're, we actually have put a pause on our membership at the moment because we want to take all of our current members make sure they get on the right path and then we'll open up again uh, in the spring. So you were self-taught in that area or you found um, uh, mentors in that field? Yeah, found lots of mentors, lots of coaches. I mean, we, we live in the age of self-help and, and, and self-education. And so 
you know, there have been lots of great books out there that talk about, you know, mindset and, and what it is to be wealthy and how we have to look after our own future and create and design our own future. Because if you leave it in the hands of the government, well, what kind of future are you going to have? If you leave your future and your retirement plans in the hands of the government, which is, you know, what a lot of people have done. I mean, look at the number of people you speak to in Canada who say, oh, I have my money in an RSP. And then beyond that, they don't even know what it's invested in. So I knew I had to, you know, really be involved in, in my future. And as I was, you know, looking at this work that I love to do all, all passion and not necessarily a lot of money, I thought, okay, well, this is great. And this is fun. And I love my life. And I'm so privileged to be able to do this. But how am I going to retire? I, I don't know how many, you know, 75 year old tour guides, there are leading ex, you know, probably a lot nowadays, right? Yes, leading excursions yeah. around the world. But I knew that I had to uh, come up with some other plan for retirement. So I, I dove into as much as I could learn about real estate. And there are so many great resources. There's RAIN, the Real Estate Investment Network of Canada. Uh, there's uh, Keyspire, which stems from, I, I call it the HGTV romance with people yeah. like Scott McGillivray and Brian yeah. Bomber. I mean, they have great, they have education programs. Um, Stefan Arneo, who was a young hotshot who passed away, my gosh, we lost him way too early. He, he died in his thirties of cancer, but oh my goodness, the stuff that he shared, uh, with Canadians and Americans in particular about, um, taking your life into your own hands and creating a better future for yourself and your community was just awe inspiring. So I just learned, uh, but I was learning all the time from men. And so when I started REN, I was reaching out to more women and saying, can you share your journey with us? And now, of course, we're in this era where so many women are, are investing in real estate and they're actually driving the real estate market, which is really fascinating to watch. So that's just been a joy to see so many women getting more involved. Now, when you say that, that there, there are more women driving the real estate market, are you speaking about investing? in particular or real estate agents that are you know killing it that kind of thing it's actually buyers so okay. more single women than okay. single men are buying their own properties mm -hmm. so they're buying their first properties and mm -hmm. they're also uh, buying their second property so part of the reason for that and and this is you know we're still in this age of you know well well how come that's happening and people forget well women didn't have the freedoms that we have now you know, as recently as 20, 30 years ago. I mean, I remember people that are only a few years older than me, I'm 52, going into the bank and saying, you know, I'd like to take out a mortgage. And the first question they'd be asked is, is where's your husband? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like going to show my age because that happened to me when I got divorced. I went to get a credit card on my own. Unbelievable. And I wanted my husband's, you know, uh, signature or name or whatever. And, yeah. I said, and I how long ago was that? Yeah, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but probably not as long as people think, right? Like people think, oh, women have been, you know, free to do whatever they want without, you know, having a, a man as a plan for, for yeah. years and years and years. And it's not, it's actually quite recent. So women are, are buying more homes uh, and especially single women are, are really, I think it's 17% versus 9% is the actual uh, number. Um, but they're also realizing that they may not get married because less, you know, the, the, there was an interesting stat that I shared a couple of years ago, about 50% of marriages end in divorce. That number is actually dropping, but the reason it's dropping is because less people are getting married. So we've got less people getting married 
and the ones who are getting married are working harder at it and so there's actually less divorce for the first time in years wow yeah that's interesting so i know that you um compiled a book uh from ordinary to extraordinary there it is yeah for those of us you can tell my copy because it's got dog-eared of course right it's been it's been on planes not quite trains and automobiles yet but it's been on planes for sure all good um and so your book is a compilation of success stories from women investing in real estate and i i kind of would love to know one of the more maybe i don't want you to have to say it's your favorite or anything like that but a story that would maybe um be of interest particularly to um to my audience just because it's special and and you know that will make me want to read another one right another right. One. yeah oh my gosh that is a hard one to pick um uh, and you know it's 10 women from across canada and all the stories are so different and some women are not in real estate at all uh, they've just they're using real estate as a vehicle and it's been magic for them and then others are you know deeply in real estate as investors developers realtors the whole work so i suppose in honor of alice um alice soon um who is a real estate investor from toronto she passed away in december at the age of 41. Oh my and goodness. so I would say that if I was going to focus on one story right now, it would be Alice's story. And, and the reason I would say that is because as we remember Alice, you know, all of us are going through this pain of, of losing her, but she, you know, encouraged us to live life to the fullest. She didn't fear death. She invested in Costa Rica. She was a, a young immigrant. Her family immigrated from Malaysia to give their children a better opportunity. And so they came to Canada they had cardboard boxes as furniture. Alice was like, a, excelled in school um, and realized as she was climbing the corporate ladder that this wasn't the life that she wanted. So her and her husband dove into real estate and, and they, they founded a real estate company and they have investments and they were getting ready to set up a retreat um, in Costa Rica. And like I say, I mean, we, we lost her. <laughs> we lost her in December and we're heartbroken and she you know she faced death with the same way that she faces everything else you know head on and with dignity and grace and uh yeah so that's just one story and and okay. hopefully hopefully we don't lose anybody yes. else for a yeah. long time yes um, but that's alice's story and it's just one of of many and sherry almost died but thank goodness she didn't that's a fascinating story as well so yeah the women in the book really um really uh, wore their hearts on their sleeves they really were very authentic very inspiring and the the message of the book um it really is if we can you can because we all look at ourselves as ordinary people i mean tiffany starts out saying she felt less than ordinary and and just to be ordinary would have been an accomplishment for her and so her story is also amazing so yeah, we're, we're, I'm so proud of the, the stories that have come and out. How did these people come together to you? Because there's that, um, the what I call the no like trust factor that's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so big, when especially when you're dealing with people's money. And so the trust has got to be there. So how did these people all come together or to so you? For, for the book? No, just how oh, did just in general, yeah. Come to so, you? Yeah, so when you talk about the no like trust factor that that is really what it comes down to right and 
And, and the thing that I always add to that in terms of real estate investing, because people say, well, I trust you. And I said, I don't want you to trust me. I want you to trust the paperwork. So please read the paperwork <laughs> um, and please talk to your own lawyer and your own accountant and make sure that this is right for you. Because there's a lot of real estate investors uh, right now and there's a lot of money that's changing hands. Um, and there's a, a, a very significant company in Canada that's going through a major bankruptcy. Um, and it's because they didn't do things correctly. So it's so important. You know, the no like trust is where you start the relationship. You know, you're finding your tribe, you're finding your people, you're, you're finding the area that you want to invest in or that you're interested in. I mean, we have people who invest in the States. We're currently looking in Mexico. We've got a group of people who want to buy uh, a house in Portugal. Um, so, you know, we're, we're all over the place, but it is that no like trust. So it takes time. And this is one of the differences with men and women, with women that building that relationship, that getting to know, getting to like, getting to trust each other. You want that to take time. You don't want to just jump into bed with someone who's right. like, Hey, I've got this great investment opportunity. Do you want to write me a check for $50,000? And I'll, I'll tell you that you're going to make 15 or 18% returns in your first year. It's like, yeah, don't do that. Like we know so many people who've done that. We're like, don't, please don't right. do that. Um, so you have to take the time to build the relationship. You've got to know who you're dealing with and you need to know who their team is. So that I think for me, I've always put my hand up and said, I'm not a real estate expert. Right. You want to host a party. You want to host the Olympics. You want to open up an Airbnb. You want to, you know, have an event like, you know, that's my that's my jam. Right. But I needed to learn about real estate. And I say very clearly, I do not know everything. Don't ask me about tax strategy. Right. As soon as people start saying, you know, well, I've got cash that I need to invest and I'm making a ton of money and I'm thinking of buying another house. And I'm like, well, you don't need the cash flow. You need a tax strategist because if you're already making money, you don't necessarily need to earn more in your pocket right now. You need to set yourself up for retirement. So that's as far as I go. I say you need to talk to a tax strategist or you need to talk to one of our experts. Mm -hmm. So I am not the expert. I'm the facilitator. I'm the person who was like, put my hand up and said, I know nothing. You know, I'm the dumbest person in this room. Teach me, teach me what I need to do and set me on the right path. Um, and then I'll take as many people down that path as I can, encouraging them to make sure that they build their own team and also get to know everyone on my team, which, you know, we, we, we've got a great team of people who are super transparent, you know, lawyers, accountants, mortgage brokers, realtors, designers, general contractors, and, and everybody helps each other out. And, and that, and, and, I love it when I'm not even involved. <laughs> like I love it when people say, oh, I just talked to so-and-so from the Ren group the other day and they helped me get in touch with this person and this person. I'm like, that's awesome. I love it when I don't even have to do it. It's just, you know, someone saw that someone else in the circle needed help and they reached out and I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. So it's just fantastic. Yeah, that's an art in itself and being, seeing yourself as that facilitator and, uh, and also saying you're not the smartest person in the room. You surround yourself with those people. That is brilliant, of course. And that's what I think um, in, endears people to somebody like that, because they know that they're being um, authentic mm -hmm. about whatever they're doing. Um, I keep thinking about um, what was that book? The Millionaire Next Door. Mm -hmm. Two books, The Millionaire Next Door and The Wealthy Barber, the mm -hmm. Canadian um, David, uh, David Chilton. Chilton, yeah. 
Yeah, Chilton, I think, is right. That raised yeah. a bell. Yeah, it's a, I mean, yeah, I just was unpacking boxes the other day and I came across uh, the e myth. Yes. And um, of course, Think and Grow, grow Rich. Oh, and of I'm course, so Rich, Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read, I reread Think and Grow Rich every yeah. year. It's time for me to reread it now that I'm kind right. of settled in, settled in the house for now. But yeah. absolutely, right? It's, and there's so much more. I mean, people are, it's not about money. Like none of this is about money. It's like none of this is about real estate. It's about the life that you want and what tools do you need to get you there? Yes, I'm a true believer in multiple streams of income. I wish that I had learned and, and been interested in real estate a long time ago. Um, and now I feel like, you know, it's sort of passed me by. But what, I, what, I'm, what I'm curious about is how can my kids my girls, I have two daughters. How can they get in the market without, I don't, I don't have the, um, uh, the inheritance that a lot of my friends have to help their children. So how can they do it themselves? Yeah. And so you're the kind of person I think that could maybe find a way. Yeah. So there's, there's two things that I would say right off the bat. So first of all, it's never too late. I mean, we know women in their eighties and nineties who are still investing in real estate. Uh, partly because they love it, um, partly because they are, are trying to help their children and grandchildren have a legacy and they can see um, that, um, you know, doing something like a short term private loan where you're on title on the property, you could make, you know, 20% interest. I mean, there's there's tons of opportunity there. So the 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 best time to start in real estate was you know 25 years ago, the second best time is now and that goes for so many different things. Uh, and when we think about, you know, how much did our parents buy property for and, and their parents were saying, you couldn't, you can't spend that much money on a house. You'll, you'll never get it back. Right. Well, we, we know that real estate is, you know, constantly going to go up. So unless the global economy changes so dramatically in the next 20 years, that real estate becomes obsolete, which is just like, I can't, you know, you can't even really say that. Like, how do you. Well, the government's not going to build houses. So somebody, people need places to live. So we're, we're, we're probably going to be counting on developers and investors for a long time to come. So, so the second answer to your question in terms of helping your daughters is, you know, first of all, basic financial literacy is always a great place to start, right? Like so many people don't know how much they spend in a month and they don't know uh, what they're going to need to actually live a great life. So you know, if, uh, if people are like lifestyle focused and it's like, well, what kind of life do you want to have? Do you want to have a life where you can take a gap year and go and live in Australia for a year? I mean, I did that when I was 30 and it was the best. I took out my RSP money. People are like, but well, you're going to get taxed on it. Like, no, I'm not. Cause I'm not working for a year. <laughs> and that was the best education that I could have ever given myself. So in terms of, you know, helping the next generation, it's, it's starting with basic financial literacy. So many young people have not had a conversation with a banker. They don't, they don't have um, good credit or they don't have a credit card. So it's really important to, to get those things in place, understand your credit report, understand what credit is, um, understand, you know, taking out a loan uh, can be a really good thing because it can help you build your credit score. Um, so that you can access money when you need it. Because the, the hardest time to access money is when you need it. The easiest time is when you don't need it. So yeah. apply for a loan when you've got a good financial picture. 
and then recognize for today's generation in particular, you're likely not going to be able to do it on your own. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Like as women, I mean, this house that I bought, I bought with three other women. Right? And, and so if it goes up, I, I might stay and buy them out or two of us might buy them out or we might flip it. But get into a partnership with someone who has something that you don't. So for young people that may have the great job, they can be a mortgage qualifier and they can have a partner who can put the down payment in. And you, you write up a joint venture agreement, obviously with the help of your lawyer and you work out your negotiations in advance. And you know maybe you don't buy a home in your own backyard if you're in Vancouver, Victoria or Toronto, but maybe your first place that you buy is in Saskatchewan or you, you buy your income property first before you get your own primary residence because that's gonna help you build your, your appreciation and your cash flow. So people think, well, I, I've got to buy my own personal residence first. And it's like, well, if that's going to be too difficult and you're going to have to partner with people, then buy your primary residence when you've saved up some money from your other real estate ventures. So it's there's all kinds of ways to, to do this. The most important thing is, is to get in the game. And if getting in the game means becoming part of a network where you can see the action takers, and you can just start to, you know, we talk about information by fire hose. It's coming at you, it's coming at you, it's coming at you. And eventually some of it makes it in. And each time that fire hose is turned on, you're able to drink a little bit more. And so you, you gather new information and the information that got in before really starts to settle and anchor. And it's amazing to watch that happen. Like I see that with our REN members all the time. You know, two months ago, they couldn't tell me what a joint venture is. Now they can explain it to someone else in the group. And I'm like, yes, that's fantastic. I love it when that happens. Yeah, that that's really good advice. There's so many different things. There were a lot of nuggets in what you just said and, and different ways to skin a cat. So I'll have to re-listen to this and share it with my children for sure. Um, so just, uh, just to sideline a little bit, I like to ask people a couple of things. One, um, you mentioned some books. I mentioned some books. What are you reading right now? Do you read or do you listen or what's your favorite? A little bit way? of both. A little bit of both. I was in Mexico. I, I, I had the, the pleasure of taking a, a month off and going to Mexico with my mom um, and my partners and, and friends, Lori and Joan. And so the four of us were down there in Mexico and, and looking at property and re relaxing on the beach. And I read um, Untamed. Um, and the author, uh, oh gosh, her name's just gone straight out of my head. It's Gwen, Gwenlyn, okay. something like that. Okay. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, the book is called Untamed. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's about how we actually need more badass women, <laughs> right? We need, we need more women to not just follow the status quo. We need more women to live life on their terms because when women are living their lives to the fullest that actually trickles down because we're naturally caregivers and and i mean i know i'm generalizing right like you know no, i know i know right? not all women are you know we're all on the spectrum but generally speaking women need to take the bull by the horns put themselves first more than they do because when you put yourself first when you put your health and wealth and self first everybody around you benefits like that is proven globally that mm -hmm. when a woman is healthy wealthy and wise and puts herself first her whole family and community do better than when she's struggling so it makes a huge huge difference so the book was uh, it's untamed mm -hmm. and um yeah and it was it was a great reminder of that so 
So yeah. I, know, I probably know what you're going to say about this, but I love to ask this question. I actually haven't asked it for a couple of um, episodes now, but uh, it's a two-part question. I'm going to wrap up with this and one more, one more short question for you. Um, but this two-part question is, um, do you think that um, curi curiosity, because that's my favorite thing, being curious, do you think that curiosity is innate or learned? And second part, what are you most curious about yourself right now? Yeah, great question. So I think curiosity can be learned. I, I think that as someone who's probably been naturally curious, um, I've learned how to become more curious. And I think I, I, I do definitely encourage and teach people to be curious. Curious and creative are my two things, okay. right? Like you, if you can be curious about other people, I mean, just start by, you know, be, be the person who asks questions, right? It's, you know, if we, if we, if the roles were reversed here, right? I'd be asking you, oh, I'm so curious about this and that. And also, you know, be creative because the curiosity and the creativity really go hand in hand. And when you can be like, we're all curious right now about the housing crisis. There's a housing crisis all over Canada. There's actually a housing crisis pretty much globally because we didn't keep pace with the housing needs over the last 20 years. And now we're we're in a housing crisis. So we, we can be curious about how are we going to solve the problem of the housing crisis and we need to be creative to solve it. So to me, those two things go hand in hand. Um, and then what am I curious about right now? So I'm really curious about how a couple of projects that I'm working on are going to wrap up because they're they've been such a journey and they've been so exciting and they're they're still a mystery like this house that you know I bought with four women we put in an offer because we were curious you know and we didn't think we'd get it because it was kind of a low offer and we did awesome. so now we have to be creative about what we're going to do with it and then with the property in Souk that I bought with um, Brett and Stefan two business partners that was like that was hugely out of curiosity um, and the creativity. I mean, it's 145 acres of uh, previously logged land and we're just about to finish taking it through the um, development process. Um, and we've, we've, um, we've kept quite a bit of it and there's a farm on it and there was all we're tree planting in the spring. So I'm very curious about how that's all going to, to wrap up. Will I put a house there? Will we go, create a tiny home village? How is the tree planting going to go? I'm so curious about all of that. Awesome. How are Brett's steaks? How are the goats doing? We have goats up there. <laughs> Very curious about that. You've got your fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah, I tend to keep I tend to keep very busy. And, you know, part of that is because I, I'm not married. No full disclosure. I'm single. Um, I don't have kids. And so, you know, I I intentionally decided on the life that I wanted and I wanted time and freedom and I wanted to be able to travel and adventure and and I've built my life around being able to do that so um I love my friends children <laughs> I'm, I'm anti-Liza to so many people and that's just fine with me <laughs> as long as it's by choice it's always yeah. right exactly yeah. yeah so last question um what advice would you give um, my audience who 
you know, listen to you and go, oh, I want to be Liza. I mean, this is amazing. This maybe they can't be now. They've got certain decisions that are in their life, but there's some things that you could share to um, allow, you know, to get them to think about. So I think no matter what your passion is, no matter what direction you want to go in, if you if you have something that you're passionate about or you know that you need to get passionate about something to, to have a better, you know, when I say richer life, that doesn't necessarily mean monetary. That means the right. life that you want, right? Um, just be that person in the room. Find your tribe. Find the people who are doing what you want. And, and it's all about the relationships. It's about the team. It's about the people you surround yourself with. And, and find people who are positive, right? I mean, yes, we all have days when, when things are a struggle and, you know, we listen to our friends and family who are going through things. But when you stop and look at what situation you're in, and then you look at someone who's in a different situation, you can pretty much be grateful for where you are in almost any situation. So gratitude's a huge thing for me. Actually, I've got my little, my friend Brett just gave me a five minute gratitude journal that I'm going to start working on. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of it. Be, be grateful for your friends, your family, the things that you have, the, the mistakes that you've made, the lessons that you've learned. And when you have great people, that can help remind you of that that's that's the kicker be be around great people you know build build yourself a team find your tribe uh and and just hang out with people who lift you up you know we have enough people trying to tear us down uh, don't don't get don't you know don't watch that shit right i mean just yeah, no it's true don't it's watch true. it just yeah. go with the people who lift you up and 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 if people aren't lifting you up then then ask ask yourself why you're hanging out with that person because everybody we should all be lifting each other up especially right now when we're living in the world we're living in beautiful place to end thank you for that um that wisdom because um yeah, it's so true we need to stay positive we need to be with people that lift us up and we need to enjoy our life because we only get one exactly. so thank you so much liza for your your spirit and for your um uh, wisdom and for sharing a little bit of your life with us and i appreciate you and thank you to my listeners again for being here if you like what you heard um, you can reach liza at her website lizarogers.com and i think there's a separate Ren club yep ren.club is the one that's probably getting the most attention these days so that's w-r-e-n.c-l-u-b uh, you don't need the we got the dot club moniker because we're at a club so yeah, that makes it really easy um, yeah, you can reach out there. And Janice, thank you so much. Thanks for the great questions and the great conversation. And I, I, I we got to do this again. I need, I need, who's going to interview you? We need to know more about you. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And um, to my audience, again, to remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. 
Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.